0: Motivated, get educated, get growing your property empire with the How to Property Podcast with your host
1: Ryan Luke. Hey everyone, welcome back to today's show on the How to Property Podcast. And um, today I've got the absolute pleasure of uh, D Ludlow joining me. He is the founder of the Five AM Club, uh, the founder of the Ludlow Street Property Investor um, Analyst. You name it, he's going to tell us all about what he does. He's a mixed bag. Um, a true business entrepreneur, and um, you know I'm really looking forward to interviewing him. Obviously, the the tables have flipped slightly. Um, I've had the pleasure of speaking on his 5am Club, and also on the Ludlow Street podcast, which is um, definitely gaining some momentum and uh, and see the subscribers arising on that one. So we can dive into that a bit as well. Um, but first and foremost, Dee thanks very much for uh, for coming on board. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you.
0: Thanks for the invite, mate.
1: It's a pleasure no cool cool so i guess um the how to property podcast is about property but i think uh, it'd be good to, to dive into a few other bits and bobs as well i know you're kind of an investor in many different avenues and um you know let's just just talk about we'll start with the property gig so um first and foremost what are you up to at the minute
0: so um originally i was uh, focused on buy to let um and then obviously COVID happened and I, I sort of changed my strategy. Um, so at the moment I've been picking up some essays. So it, it wasn't something I was originally going to dive into, but uh, my wife was really interested and she sort of twisted my arm. <laughs> As they do. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's
0: what I've been doing most recently. So, yeah, it's um, something new. Um, it's exciting. I do enjoy it. So uh, well, I have yeah. been enjoying it. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. How um. How we been finding it? Obviously the SA World something I'm pretty familiar with. Know <laughs> <Yes, laughs> the ins and outs of that one. <laughs> so uh, uh, Yeah.
0: I might have hit you up on a bit of advice. <laughs> but yeah, nice <laughs> but now nah, it's going all right, mate. She um she's well, she's secured four pretty quickly and then cool. we got off another six the other day. So I, I, I'm a big believer in uh, gently gets the bentley, so I wanna <laughs> take it a little bit slower. So yeah, but now nah, it's exciting times.
1: Yeah, no, I remember back to the early days of a, a few of them, uh, and then you you try to run them yourself, and then after about three or four, you're like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you start leveraging other people's time, and um, and uh, you know, and, and you get back on the acquisition trail. But no, that's that's great. So, have you got any particular area? Are you or you're working in one area, you're mixing around a bit?
0: Yeah. So um, the Cardiff, Bristol, and Bath are the places so far. Yeah, the ones I did, the, the the other six. Two of them are in London, but I'm going to stay away from um, those. So probably going to yeah, just leave them two there. The others are uh, in Wales. So yeah, probably going to stick down this way at the moment.
1: Yeah, oh, good areas, good area. I nearly went to Bath University. Funny enough, I didn't end up going, but uh, I was meant to go. <laughs> a no, great a nice place. Time. Oh, it's yeah, lovely. It's, it's, beautiful. it's beautiful. Beautiful place. Um, so okay, cool. What um well let's dive straight into service accommodation then. Um, what are you struggling with? I think, you know, a lot of the time we see a lot of success on social media. We see listen to a lot of podcasts and it's all about success. But um funny, I was speaking to a friend the other day and he was like, I really like your podcasts and your YouTube videos that talk about your struggles and prove that Mm -hmm. like you are human and you know it's not all rosy. And I think, you know, a lot of the um a lot of the podcasts and you know social media people are just putting the the good stuff out there so um what are you struggling with the essay journey obviously if it's fresh it's great you know it'd be appeal to a lot of the audience um what's the major struggles at the minute
0: um you know it's not so much struggles right I, i finding them has been easier than i thought but the reality of it is they see social people see social media right and it's um it all looks great and rosy on social media and i think they feel that because you're sort of an investor that you just sat in your house making phone calls right and there's times where you've got to get your hands dirty so what the, the biggest sort of i would say speed bump on the service accommodation route is actually when i'm going there um i've, I've been setting it up with my wife and Oh, it's used the amount of different things you need to buy and think of <laughs> i didn't expect it to be i just thought it was like look we're going to go shopping one day get everything and just smash it in there but yeah, yeah it was yeah. a little bit different to that so i thought that was the hardest and you know what i probably forgot a few things as well but you know you <laughs> yeah. live and learn <laughs>
1: it's when you got. it's when you go you go do your your raid and then you get there and you're like, oh, we forgot to get a corkscrew or oh, we forgot to get a kettle and then you've got to go all the way back for like the tiniest little item, but that's so important to like the the whole operation. It's yeah, I've definitely been yeah. there on that one. It's um, no, do you know what? It reminds me of back at the beginning when I first started my service accommodation journey and you know, uh, I remember that first visit to Ikea, loading the car up full of furniture as much as I could get in there and then flat packing it, getting a drill out and building it all, borrowing a drill off somebody else because didn't actually have one. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what, um, single letter have they kind of performed through COVID? Have you had a rough time? Has it been okay? Or, um, it's been pretty good.
0: Um, I've probably had one issue, um, with, uh, just the rent really with one tenant, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I suppose that with the single letters and stuff, they, you know, when I went on a property course, um, probably about a year and a half ago. And I remember the first guy said to me, seven was the magic number, right? And, uh, you know, I, I suppose people could say seven's the magic number if you get voids. But, you know, it, we had one one tenant, which was a bit, you know, didn't really want to pay, tried to use the COVID situation as an excuse, even though I knew he was working. But other than that, it, it's, it's been pretty good, to be fair. Um, I, fortunately, I haven't been affected like some people have, because I can imagine it's been pretty hard for some people. But, yeah, fortunately... I, it's been it's been
1: fine for me cool 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 yeah i think um i think it's about managing your tenants as well at the minute and you know you can you know i think funny you should say that we've been so i've been sent one this morning off the account and saying they've failed to pay and they were meant to pay this week and they haven't and they've had another message but he's he's obviously struggling he's bouncing through mm-hmm. jobs something so you can go all gung-ho and chuck the terms and conditions at them or you can try and work with them a bit and I think at the time we're at I yeah. think you've got to probably just work with them a bit you know even if you can get a bit off them just to make sure the areas don't build too much then um, but I think if they if they're taking the biscuit a bit then um, you know then I think you've got to then maybe start to doing it the other way and you've got to gauge it haven't you
0: yeah, I think it's you know it's, it shows like, true character in situations like this. So I think that as a landlord or a tenant, you know, or well, from a landlord's point of view, it's better to work with the tenant like you just mentioned and sort of think right okay, is there a problem? If there's a problem, then let we let sort that together. And I think mm. being reasonable is a bit different. To you know, I, I know some people just like, look, I want my money. I'm, I'm hands off. They just want their money, and you can argue with agents, you can argue argue with tenants. But like you just mentioned, if someone's in a, in a position that they can't pay then you're better off working something out otherwise you're not going to get anywhere It's just going to be ego guests to people and they start arguing and yeah it doesn't go anywhere
1: no well i think at the minute as well they could just sit in your house for six months <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah or they could just do that <laughs> you know and, and then they're like yeah okay maybe i should have been a bit nicer <laughs> and uh, so so you, exactly. you are kind of it is weird at the minute you're kind of treading on eggshells a bit when you get that scenario because they could just let you sit in your house for six months with the new rules. So, I mean, you can't do nothing <laughs> yeah. about it, you know? So, um, and that could probably get extended even further. You never know. So, but,
0: uh, yeah, I I could definitely.
1: Yeah. So, um, the, so, so what do you, do you tend to buy stuff? Do you do rent to rent at all? Do you lease options? What, what's your sort of strategy no. on that front?
0: So, so originally my strategy was just straight single lets, just buy as many single lets as possible when i first started property i thought i had a massive ego trip i was like i want to own as many houses as possible and then um i was buying i think i bought about eight in ten months so i was buying very like frequently yeah. and then when i started realizing when they started to get rented out that um I, my choice of tenants wasn't exactly what i wanted mm-hmm. um uh, maybe the areas i was buying in so i i to, i think the eighth one i bought was actually in in the city center and it was like and the, i had like a, a queue of tenants lined up for this one i basically could have chose um yeah my tenant so um it, it made me change my mind Now my 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 average house i was buying was around i don't know between 50 and 70k right yeah. and then this one um I had a basically a revaluation of 300. So, and I found that the, that the more expensive houses, I had a better choice of tenants. So I, just before COVID happened, I was in the process of thinking, I wanted to change my strategy because I, while well, I'm cash flowing off the, the more expensive house, it's like double what I would on one of the the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more money down, but I found that it's, I'm just getting double the cash flow for for one unit and the unit, you know of the day i'm trying to build wealth over a period of time as well it's not just about cash flow for now cash flow is massive but i'm looking for um i'm I'm trying to build wealth so down the line i'm going to get more capital appreciation on the the city center house than i would in the welsh valley so i was changing my strategy and then obviously covid happened so um yeah i put put a stop to it
1: (laughs) (laughs) so where um the service combination one that you've picked up uh, how, how have they come about How have you acquired them
0: so um mainly facebook um yeah or well, i think all of them come through facebook to be fair um i told my wife i'd give her a, a script of what to say mm-hmm. and then uh, she went and uh, contacted various people on facebook who was um advertising apartments and houses and then when she if, if someone was interested she just give them Uh, basically give me their number i give them a call and just yeah it's gone from there really so it's it's, to be fair it's something that i had um base knowledge about nothing crazy but Mm -hmm. i just you just sort of you know if you either sit on the fence or you can just jump into it so (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Mm. yeah i think um taking action is one of the biggest things that you know when i'm working with either mentees or even having phone calls with people or or even just you know conversations on facebook with people the the lack of taking action stops so many people from actually getting into property. You know, what if it doesn't work? What if you know this and no, no one, there's not enough people think what if it does work or let's just dive into this and give it a go, Mm. you know, and, and you've got to be sensible with that at the same time. But, um, it just frustrates the hell out of me that there's probably so many people there with a lot of knowledge. They know what they're doing. They've got surface knowledge. They're good enough to get going, but they're just so scared of, of jumping in. I mean, what, how did you overcome that how did, how did, what, what what was your deciding um, factor on that one
0: I, well f- for me i've always as soon as i left school I, um i went into business so i suppose <clears throat> when you when you're running your own business you have no choice because if you start employing staff then um they're looking you're the person that it ends with they come to you so cuz i started out in business so early I never really had an issue with taking action. I just literally, I've always done it. Fortunately, I think a lot of it's down to personality. And I think that people who may be a little bit more insecure, um, they they need um, to build their mindset more and Uh work on it more now i think that if you if you're naturally an action taker i still believe you need to sort of nurture your mindset and continue to feed it positive energy but i do feel that if you're if you're naturally a little bit like that then it does make things a lot easier but i even the people that um do struggle with a bit of self-belief and taking action end of the day the worst someone can say is no right you you, yeah, exactly, you get off yeah. the you get off the phone and you just move on to the next one, and whether it's property, whether it's any business, any venture you're going to do in your life, you're going to get nos. So you know, you just get used to them. But then when you get the yeses, they feel good. So if you and it feels like all the nos are worth it, then so and you will get yeses if you're consistent. You know, you know this. You're you're a big believer in mindset and um and focus, and obviously you're a mentor as well. And I think that the more consistent you are, the easier it gets.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah I mean it's a sales funnel at the end of the day you know the more the more viewings you go on the more offers you make the more properties you acquire you know it's as simple as that you know you just got to make sure you're picking the right stuff for yourself so um okay what I noticed the other day obviously you went to a face-to-face meeting which in this day and age is like <laughs> sort of alien all of a sudden it's like whoa that's not going on is it but uh yeah. <laughs> how, how was that how was the vibe uh, it looked good uh, I mean it, anything different than what they were before COVID? Um,
0: I I expected it to be a little bit different, but it wasn't. Um, Everybody was mingling, talking to each other. There was no, um, no one was really walking around with, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That was probably the only thing people didn't do was the whole handshake. Um, (laughs) But other than that, that yeah, everybody mingled well, um, a lot of networking going on. And uh, yeah, I think it went really well. People enjoyed it. And I didn't, nobody really complained about The, the situation the current circumstances, we had to cap it at a certain amount. I know that yeah. the the rules have changed again now, but a couple of weeks ago when we did it, there was none of this um, none of these rules that are in, implemented right now. So it was a little bit different, but yeah, no one really mentioned it. To be fair, um, it was it went pretty well.
1: Yeah, cool, cool. I think everyone's starting to get a bit tired of it. In all fairness, aren't they? I think I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I mean, they've they've locked Newcastle down now, haven't they? So. <laughs> Um, which is just for me. I personally think it's a joke in itself, you know. But um, mm. you got to kind of. I think everyone's just gone mental about it up here, you know. There's there's, there's no justification really. But mm. uh, what do you do? You know, it's like, do you think people are going to start standing up to it, or you know, I mean, where mm. do you think this is going to go?
0: I think it's it's a bit frustrating, really, because I think that the the more you the more you talk about it, right, the the, the worst. It's just sort of putting fear into people's minds because it's on the news. Again, daily updates and stuff. Um, I think the whole user experience of everything has changed so much. Um, And I think that's what's making it's so hard for businesses. That's why we've seen so many bankruptcies. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's making it really hard. So um, regardless of the amount of sort of financial stimulus, it's just, it's, it's making it hard for people and it's making a big change. So I don't know what the new normal, maybe this is just the new normal and the way it's always going to be. I don't know, but it'd be nice to go back to, you know, the way things were, whether it will or not, I don't know, but I, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that even though that I got my own opinion on, on the whole situation, but um I just want them to hurry up and get a vaccine. Just because the people that have got an issue with this the the situation, at least it it puts a bit of confidence back into into humanity. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Not that Uh, something that I would like to partake in myself, but it's um something that yeah. I just want them to have something like a go to, because right now there's no go to. It's just mm -hmm. lockdown. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. no, no, it's mental. So obviously you mentioned stimulus there. I know you're analytical. I know you look at data. I know you research these sort of things, especially with the property market. Are you seeing anything? Are you seeing any sort of trends, Um, any patterns emerging or?
0: Yeah, well, it, it's in a bit of a bad place to be fair. Like unemployment's obviously on the rise and it's only going to continue to get worse. Um, was furlough ending in October, so we're gonna, you know, there's a lot of people. If you're still on furlough right now, the chances of you going back to work are quite slim. Um, you should really be back in work right now. And when I'm looking at the amount of bankruptcies, so you know, biggest shopping centre chain into administration, biggest restaurant chain, massive companies have gone into administration, and it's it's every day. It's people just going into administration every. Every single day and the way i look at this is right okay we did have a lockdown of uh was it three months or four months now some of these companies like hertz for instance you know they're they're a billion dollar company and they can survive four months without cash flow and it's the same as Debenhams, monsoon victoria's secret a lot of these companies are online as well so it, you know the problem we're in we're in a long-term debt cycle as it is you know there's more corporate and consumer debt than we've ever had um we've printed more money than we ever had in history more corporate defaults than we've ever had in history so you know it's, it's whether like i mentioned before like debt is good for some things but if you can't service it, it is a problem mm-hmm. and it's getting to the stage now where it's, yeah it's unsustainable so that's that's my biggest issue at the moment so that's why i'm sort of staying away from buying property um you know everyone's got their own opinion but to be fair, I'm looking at it from a situation where, right, the velocity of money is almost at zero, right? So if the, if there's no transactions being made or not enough transactions to move the velocity of money, the more you print, the worse is going to get. So yeah. it, it, it is, and when you look at it, it's, it's basically a total like misuse of monetary policy at the moment, and it, it, it's it's crazy. And you know, if not, I think the interest rates. I doubt they're going to move for a long time. They can, obviously they're going to go negative now um, because they're trying to keep um, them as low as possible to try and um, make people want to lend money. Mm -hmm. But, is my biggest issue with buying houses is houses are, is the availability of credit. If if that does go, and you know you probably know yourself, lenders are definitely tightening up their criteria. It's, it's getting a lot harder to get just a normal loan, even like a seventy five percent LTV on a buy to let is getting a lot harder now. You know they're making yeah. you jump through extra hoops and oh, stuff, yeah. and it's it's getting a little bit harder. So yeah, that's that's you know I'm a bit on the edge about it at the moment. And the the macro trends, if you look at them that I'm seeing. They're all pointing in the opposite direction to what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they think I'm talking negative on the property market. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm in the property market. I'm investing myself and I want to continue to invest. And as soon as I see opportunities, I will invest again. But I'm just sat here at the moment and I'm thinking, I'm just going to wait. The reason why I chose service accommodation, well, rent to service accommodation, is because... But it's a lot easier to exit that than it is a 25-year mortgage, especially yeah. if there's no credit available, then no one can buy your house unless you find a cash buyer. So, you know, when we go into property, you should always go into it. Um, you need to look at your risk management, look at your risk appetite, and you should always have more than one exit strategy. And at the moment, I can't find more than one. Sometimes I can't find one. So when I'm in that situation, I just want to, you know, I'd rather be a little bit more uh, conservative on the
1: matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do you, do you think you've got a a time scale in your head when you think it might turn in um, in, in that favor
0: i think definitely within two and a half to three years it'll definitely we'll we, we do a reset and there's it, a lot this the thing is I, I love economics right so i look at all different types of things so there's more than just this like, this is like more of a reaction than anything mm-hmm. so I think it was going to happen anyway. Just COVID has just been a mad reaction and it's just brought everything forward. Um, so if you look at like the, the geopolitical tensions between China and the U S it already made the investment space a little bit uncertain. And, you know, even though people, I always try and relate to what America's doing and people are like, well, you know, we're, we're in the UK, but you've heard the saying, you know, if someone sneezes on wall street then someone in the UK catches a cold and it's, it's, it's what happens, you know, the global yeah. financial crisis, it happened over there first and then it was a knock on effect here. So, you know, if you look at, we was mentioning earlier on the, the kind of tenants for a period of time rent holidays mortgage holidays it's like an encouraging a smoking mirror uh, a smoking mirror uh, like sort of mm-hmm. effect mm-hmm. Yeah. and i know they're giving stamp duty incentives permitted development incentives bill bill build headlines all this stuff but they would never be doing this if covid didn't happen because they wouldn't have needed to mm-hmm. but obviously we've had a crazy housing market bull run for since what 2000 and well basically 2010 2012 is when i really kicked in but it's due to just a massive sub- currency supply expansion since 09 mm-hmm. basically we just printed our way at the financial crisis and continued to do it and yeah. people look at the stock market if we have a good day people think the economy is good but it's just not a true reflection and um i think people could get caught out and yeah the how i think it was the last month they said we had the, the um the property prices hit all time highs or do we have the best month ever for, or something like that. I see sales and, and
1: stuff. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. but
0: sales and completions are two different things. So, <laughs> you know, and is uh, I think before COVID one in three sales went through. So, you know, I don't know what we're going to see, um, off the back of this now, you know, everybody's jumped up and trying to buy houses. Whether they're going to complete or not is a different thing because they could run into lending problems. But yeah, yeah, so I I would say within three years, I think we're going to see a pretty big reset. Um, Mm. That's my personal opinion. Mm. But yeah, I just advise you to do their own research.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it also comes down to um, where you're investing and what you're you're investing for. So, Mm. you know, for me, probably the stuff I invest in even if it went down 10, 15%, it's not a huge amount of money in monetary terms because the yep. properties aren't that expensive. Um, mm. But also I am holding for the long-term for cash flow rather than kind of the, I think when you invest in the North, you, you almost accept that you're not going to get that much capital appreciation. Yeah, you'll get a bit over time, but not, not huge amounts compared to down South. So it is all about the cash flow. So if it does swing on me, uh, then I can almost—it's like stocks, isn't it? You only—well, unless your stock disappears completely, but you only realise your loss when you cash it in. Yeah. So you know, and if you—if you do dip into that sort of um, loss-making position with your property, but you continue to get good cash flow out of it each month because it's tenanted, then you know there is that strategy in play as well. So um
0: yeah i think the biggest issue is you know like like you just mentioned right properties should always be a long-term strategy you know it's it, you're buying a you're buying a piece of real estate it shouldn't be uh, if you're flipping it's a bit different so mm-hmm. but yeah if, if you're if you're buying to hold it's long term now i think that um obviously the brr model is great right and i think that you know that's what i do um but if if you're looking to if you're in a position where you're using somebody else's money so an investor's money then Uncertain times, maybe it's not a good time to take them, someone's money off them. If it's your own money and you're happy that, okay, if, if the property prices drop a little bit, does it really matter if it's your money? Yeah, you, you do want it tied up for a little yeah. bit longer, but you know, it is what it is. It's property at the end of the day and it's an investment. So if you've bought right at the start and then, um, you know, because you meant to do your due diligence, et cetera, um, and it does drop in value, then you know, property history usually does repeat. Not always, but majority of the time. And we was probably gonna see all time highs of property again it'll come back and beat all time highs again. Yeah. So it's the same as the stock market. If it's a good company and it's got um and it's got good cash reserves um, little debt and you see a dip in the markets um, and even a huge dip in the markets they'll come back if they're well capitalized and they'll beat all-time highs we've just seen it right now the mm-hmm. tech stocks are hitting ridiculous highs mm-hmm. now you know and it is i think apple was they they become the first one trillion company at the start of this year and they become the first two trillion company i don't know about a month ago so okay. it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy so yeah. if you hold it long term and yet the asset's a good asset then I don't think you're going to have any issues. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I I fully agree with that. So, so what, um, let's just dive away from property for a second. What are you Mm -hmm. kind of working on that that isn't property related?
0: Um, so for me, I'm a big believer in business now, you know, like property technically is a business. Um, so if you've got like a, a big portfolio, then you run it as a business. Um, so for me, business, for me to get the, um, so I look at, a. I look at so if you I look at a CAGA, right so the compound annual growth rate I look at that I look at the percentage I need to grow at to get from A to B, and personally everything that I look at usually business as well gets you there. So I'm big into um, building business and businesses to to gain. Good cash flow to get me to hit my kager. Um I, I invest in different things as well, like a bit because of what's happened. I used to, I invested in bullion anyway, but I invested a little bit more due to what's happened. Physical bullion, crypto. I love crypto. I'm quite big into investing in crypto. But for me, mainly business is what I, I believe takes you from A to B, and is the quickest way of making the most money and easiest to grow. Yeah, do it right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool and um i have to ask i saw you on a photo shoot in a lamborghini the other day um, <laughs> yeah. strutting your stuff uh, what was that all about
0: <laughs> um so a friend of mine um he's basically got a fashion consultancy so uh he he basically takes brands on and stuff and promotes them and builds stores for them online so um he basically just called me he's a good friend of mine he said look mate do you want to come and do some uh D- d- basically H- Hired, the, you, hired your good
1: luxury Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so you know he told me there's a Lamborghini there and blah 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 I said
1: yeah okay I'm in <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. some
1: good Facebook photos <laughs> Yeah Yeah Exactly <laughs> <laughs> Awesome Awesome stuff So um okay let's come back to property um, What's the worst thing that's happened to you so far on your property journey?
0: Um, Well probably my first one I bought so the first one I bought um you know you know when you first start learning a few things you feel that you know a lot more than you do yeah um I, I basically yeah that was me i i thought that i knew what i was doing i thought i had a good base knowledge on it and i didn't um i bought right which was lucky um but i i basically had this whole you need a builder to do this this and that In and i didn't I think a lot of people make the mistake they try and find one guy that can do everything and you know technically that's a project manager not a builder and i think that they try and find some one-man band that you know who's a plumber electrician a chippy yeah. all in one and you know it just that doesn't exist really so um i did that and and it just went terribly wrong i overspent i think by about 10 grand so i thought i was going to end up being in a hole um luckily the Valuation come in way higher than I thought it was going to, which was lucky. But um, I know that house isn't worth the amount it got valued at. But it was lucky because I managed to um, save any losses that I would have had. Um, and it was just the, the the hard lessons of learning when you're project managing yourself and you're trying to do it yourself. I learned so much from doing things wrong and i think like you mentioned earlier you just gotta jump into it and it's the best way to learn you can read as many books listen to as many podcasts go on as many courses as you want but the real learning starts when you do it and that's literally what happened to me so that's probably the worst just because of the stress i had um through it i did because it was my like my first buy yeah. let it yeah. was like i just felt oh i thought this was going to be a lot easier so that's why i think it hit me so hard i've run into an issue since you know i've had um even about three weeks ago i had one of my uh, refills just being finished i had the bo- um, it got burgled and the boiler got stolen you know silly little things uh, like that which is just yeah. an absolute nightmare but yeah um it's more inconvenient than anything so i've run into different situations but stress-wise the first one was probably the most stressful
1: (laughs) yeah no i think probably i think you also like that self-doubt starts to creep in doesn't it because it's your first one you're like oh maybe i'm not cut out for this maybe it is for other people and you know and and but you know if you can push through and figure it out then you kind of as you say you 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 it's hard to say because y- you cannot learn any better than just getting on the job and doing it, and the experience. Mm. I mean, it, you can piggyback off people and you can get around the right people, and that definitely helps. And um, mm. but actually, just getting out there and doing it yourself, you know, it, is massive. So, uh, on the flip yeah. side, what's the best thing that's happened to you so far? Um, so, probably there's probably
0: two. So, the one was um, the one I had revalued at three hundred. I actually bought for one fifty. Okay. Um, I, I basically secured it on an assisted sale um, originally. And then, because uh, I was originally, I was going to, um, sorry, originally I secured it as a for HMO. I was going to, an on-lease option as a HMO. And then I changed it to an assisted sale. And then because um, it was looking quite good on the comparables, I was like, okay, I need to, I think I need to buy this <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. I get it. So then I ended up buying it. I think the refill was about 35K and then it got revalued at 300. So that was probably,
1: yeah, yeah that's probably deal. the best good, experience.
0: Good it's a unicorn deal, really. But yeah, that's yeah. probably the best experience I've had. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It happens. If you go out there, you fish <laughs> enough, you, you, you dig deep enough, you'll find them. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not the perfect deal out there and there's, you're not going to get your money out every single time. But there are deals <laughs> that, you know, do offer a bit of cash back on that deal, maybe just about yeah 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 yeah.
0: i've only had two basically that i've pulled all my money out plus more Mm -hmm. um but you know it's they do they are they are out there they're still out there now maybe not right now but they are still out there and um it's just like you say you just got to find them and just keep calling It's a numbers game
1: (laughs) sure i think there'll be a few more kicking about in the next six months because i think we're not a million i think I, i dropped a video on my youtube channel the other day about the brr boom and i do think for investors like ourselves who are cash ready. You, you know, we know what we're doing. The mm. the right type of properties are going to start coming up. Um, it's been tough below market value and I think anybody out there that's doing BRR will probably echo the same. Uh, mm. It has been tough to get these properties of late but um, I was on a viewing just uh, before we jumped on here and the estate agent was saying they've they've dipped off. The they, the demand's dropping. The um, They've seen a lot of the prices starting to get reduced and, you know, I think we're, you're talking about your you know, your economic factors, your job losses, all that sort of stuff. I think that's going to create a bit of a perfect storm in the next, I think, eight weeks. Uh, a lot yeah. of people say maybe January, Feb next year, but um, that's when I think people are yeah. going to need to get out of properties and uh, if yeah, they're I ready to that, go, then.
0: It could happen way sooner, you know, mm. because like you said, furlough ending, job losses. Now, everybody looks at sort of their sort of current circumstances and they try and align near circumstances if okay if furlough ended and i was in that situation could i afford to weather the storm but we, we forget the big cities so if you look at london for instance now what was furlough i think um they give you up to two and a half grand max i think it mm-hmm. was right? yeah yeah, so, yeah and furlough up to two and a half k so imagine you're in a 10k a month in london right and, and and your rent or your mortgage is more mm-hmm. than two and a half k mm-hmm. and then you've got tesla or you've got lambo or you've got a, 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 a rangy or something and you know and what happens to that person you know like you gotta look at like even like delta delta laid off seven thousand pilots all on like 250k plus a year in america now mm-hmm. what what jobs are they going to go and get and yeah. that's that's the, and i think yeah you're right it could well happen a lot sooner um they get obviously the government are going to try everything they can not for it to happen and they wouldn't surprise you if they um Start giving helicopter money out because they're obviously looking at negative rates. They try to do everything they possibly can to save it. And, um, mm. but yeah, you're right. All these different things are happening, all the economic indicators are pointing to something bad happening. And, like, like we mentioned earlier, sales and completions are two different things. If if the sales fall through, which like you said that you spoke to an agent today, I spoke to an agent as well quite recently. And he said a lot of the sales was going crazy about two months and a half, two months ago, they aren't going through. So yeah. when these come back on the market, originally yeah. people aren't going to want, if a guy someone who's at the house value, say 200 K now, um, they can't sell it at 200K. They thought it was worth 160, but it's gone crazy and someone offered them 200 or whatever. right? Um, is that person now going to want to come back into the market and say, okay, I'll go back to 160 or 180 or wherever it was. They're going to think their house is worth 200K. So a lot of people are going to have reality checks and um, and if people are forced to sort of start dropping the, the price of their house and they do want to get out of their house, then like you said, there's definitely going to be opportunity there and cash mm. buyers who are waiting are the ones who are going to pick it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... Um i'm stockpiling at the minute and i'm definitely i've got a, a target i want to get to before the end of the year um pipelines dry at the minute which is the first time in in a long time where we've not bounced from one to the other to the other but i think mm. that's just been the effect of this mental pricing that's been going on um you know yeah. people are paying like well into the odds for properties that need a lot of spending you know on them so but but yeah no it's it's uh it's been a funny year let's just say that and i don't think I don't, I don't think it's uh i don't think it's over yet either you know i think uh, we've still got a few surprises to come before yeah. december the 31st but uh, it's one but, to yeah, remember definitely yeah or yeah one not to remember that yeah. someone will make a movie of it in a few years time yeah. that's for sure uh, so you can star in it anyway but, uh, so uh all right cool well um As we're sort of wrapping up here, let's flip the turn. I know you've interviewed me before, but a couple of questions for me that you might want to ask.
0: Yeah, I'd like to know. um, So you are quite an active um, investor as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. So when COVID first, I know obviously on my interview, I've asked you similar questions, but when COVID first sort of hit us, Um, I think I remember talking to you, you had quite a big pipeline. You was very busy. Um, And you just mentioned that your pipeline's dried up a little bit, obviously due to the inflated house prices. So what's your strategy at the moment? Are you still picking up essays while you're waiting for a potential dip in house prices?
1: Yeah, so we had um, through COVID and coming out of COVID, um, I did acquire a lot bought a lot and had a lot in the pipeline so um that's probably given us the opportunity to get them finished um i had a hmo value today so fingers crossed we'll get the result on that next week and it'll do what we need to do Um, i've got my nightmare hmo that's going on at the minute i'm sure everyone's seen that on social media Uh, a lot of lessons to be learned from that one Uh, we've actually got some plaster on the walls today so we can hopefully get that one sorted out in the next couple of weeks Uh, But yeah, so I've managed to sort of clear the decks a bit. So it's been good in that sense, but Mm. um, I've just not, I've got nothing to to go into, which is frustrating. Um, Mm. But I do think that, I, I do think, I could possibly pick five up in a week very soon. I think it's going to switch that quickly. Um, but in the meantime, we've just been still pushing the rent rental game. So either the rent to rent HMOs or the rent to SAs, there's plenty of, uh, I, I'm quite liking the larger properties at the minute. They sort of form mm. five bettors. Um There's a lot of student properties on the market now that um, landlords would typically have them rented by now, or they've maybe had a few issues and decided they want to change tact. So we come along with, you know, we'll, do this whole sort of long-term rental strategy and as long as they're open to allowing us to use the property for our purpose then um it's it's ticking the boxes and working well we'll refurbish the property get them into a nice state and so i've just been kind of channeling the energy that way a bit um and you know we've picked up quite a few of them over the last sort of four weeks got them set up got them online and and you know everything that takes it but i am i am sort of just Sort of sat on the fence, ready to jump on all this BMV um, stuff. Yeah. For that's that's where I want to go in the next uh, three months.
0: Okay. And one other question. Um. So if because you're in the obviously SA game, um, and you're or well, you're deep in it, <laughs> um, yeah. um, what's sort of your contingency plan if we had another lockdown, or how are you coping now in these local lockdowns?
1: Yeah. So when lockdown hit What was it, march the 23rd or whatever it was um we were we were flying to be fair like we came out of january january's always a bad time um i don't think anyone anywhere has a good january unless you've managed to get a few contractors secured Mm. up well well before that um and then feb was great march was building really well and then obviously sort of this came out of nowhere and then I, i honestly thought in April, I wouldn't take a penny across the doors in any of them, and I was like, "Okay, this is going to be painful." But we actually hmm. um, we did okay. We made profit um yeah the rates hit the floor but it made us react in a different way we started advertising for obviously key workers nhs staff that sort of stuff um we had a lot of people um stuck in the country and couldn't travel home so we were doing mm-hmm. deals with them and then you know the the construction industry is classed as a key worker industry so they were allowed to continue and that was that's our business model really so we um we continued to work with those guys albeit at much lower rates so I think if we were to go into it again, I don't think we'll go into this full lockdown thing. Um, mm. Newcastle's effectively in a full lock. Well, not full lockdown, A restricted sort of lockdown at the minute. When you're out there speaking to people, I'll be honest, no one gives a shit. And <laughs> um, like people are so sick of it that they're like, "I'm going to run my business how I want to run my business." It's probably you'd be better off just paying the fine, yeah. because the fine will be cheaper than the losses, you know. So, but at the same time, we touched on it earlier. It's breeding that fear. It's breeding that scarcity into people, and the media are great at doing that, which is why I don't listen to the news or watch the news because it just breeds that fear, and people have to get over this. And uh, but it, the, the the contingency is just keep an eye on the rates uh, work hard on your prospecting, you know, SA is not about just posting on Airbnb and booking.com. It's far from it. You know, it's a business. You've got to run it like a business, marketing, follow up, uh, email campaigns, you know, and everything else that a normal business would do to market its business. Um, and just double down on your efforts and, you know, worst case scenario, if, if it does happen again, I think it would only be a mini lockdown and, we' just have to swallow it and just just get on with it um, but as long as the businesses are traveling, I think we'll be okay and um, don't get me wrong we've had a since the six day the six man rule last week and now these regional lockdowns we have lost probably five figures worth of bookings in the last you know f- five days or so um, but there are still bookings coming in so as long as we just balance it out and make it through um, and I'm quite fortunate now that I'm in a position where I've got the single lesson. I've got the HMO. So I've got, and I've got the cleaning and linen business. I've got the project management business, you know, so it all in the Academy as well. So it kind of, it's that diversification of revenue Mm. streams. um, So, you know, hopefully it all balances out and can support one when one's not working. um, You know, so that's uh, something that's important to me. And I think any business has to operate in that way. Oh, I think we've lost you, D. Hello? hello hi you got yeah, your back you, go. you got your back uh? yeah. COVID, COVID. <laughs> just blame <laughs> COVID blame <laughs> COVID COVID <ruined> around the internet <laughs> so uh but uh, yeah okay <laughs> anyway. oh I've lost you a bit there D I'll see if we can get him back and then uh Okay. Anyway, obviously we've lost D. His connection's gone. Um, but that brings us to the end of the show. Um, if you don't know, are, are you there, D? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, now. we've got here, your I'm back here. now. We've got your back. <laughs> we can edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you yeah. broke up there now. But um, yeah, so so that I don't know, I don't know kind of you caught up with there. But that's where we're at. And um, but no, absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, I always want to connect people. So how can people reach you? How can they, you know, jump on your social channels? What have you got going on? Um, you know, just drop a bit in and, and and then let's get connected.
0: Uh, I can't you hear me?
1: Yeah, I got you. Can you hear us? Hello? My right back? You're like in and out a bit. Uh, Yeah. uh, There you go. I got you back, I think. I tell you what, flick flick the video off. That normally helps sometimes. Hmm. Hello? Anyway, we've lost... We've lost D there. Um you there? Yeah,
0: I'm here, mate. Can you hear me?
1: Got you back now. Right, then. Right, cool. we're good. Right, I'll do that again. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm all about connecting people. Um, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. How can people get in touch with you? Um, you know, give, give them a few few bits and bobs. I know you've got the 5am club, if you want to give us a bit of info on that. But uh, how can people get in touch with you? So, yeah,
0: so uh, the 5AM Club, um, you can contact us on www.jointhe5amclub.co.uk. Um, we're just about connecting entrepreneurs. We get special guest speakers. Ryan has been on there and um, give a great presentation before. It's all about adding value and gaining uh, a new a bigger network. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at D underscore Ludlow. Or you can go to my website, www.theludlowstreet.com. And you can listen to my podcast um, that Ryan's also been on, which is the Ludlow Street Podcast. So, yeah, you can connect with me. Instagram is probably
1: the best. Cool. Yeah, you're very busy on there, which is great. Yeah. All right, buddy. Absolute pleasure. Go and enjoy your weekend. Have a beer somewhere that you're allowed to. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Be, uh, yeah, absolute
0: pleasure, mate. Thanks for inviting no, me on.
1: No bother. Take care, buddy. Speak soon. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Man. Bye.